Welcome to the High Profit Event Show. My name is Rudy Rodriguez, founder of the Virtual Event Sales Team and Wingman Coaching Worldwide. We provide world-class self-support services with integrity. And on this podcast, we interview successful event leaders and service providers that have led or supported profitable events online and off. Each episode will run for about 20 to 30 minutes, so stay tuned. Hi, this is Rudy Rodriguez, your host of the High Profit Event Show. And on today's episode, we have a very, 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 very special guest, uh, Mr. Damon Darnell. And on today's episode, he's going to share with us how he turned his passion into a multiple seven-figure education business. And uh, before I bring Damon on, I also want to note that uh, Damon is an accomplished uh, drone pilot uh, with over 13,000 flight hours. And he set two world records uh, representing the United States on the U.S. world team. And believe it or not, he actually created a, a whole business around this, and he's done over a hundred events, <laughs> uh, helping other people start their own drone businesses. So, without further ado, Damon, look, I'm so excited to have you on the show as our guest. Welcome aboard. Awesome, thanks. I'm glad to be here. Awesome, sir. I know you're a super humble guy, and it probably made you blush with all those accolades. But uh, you know, you are an expert in the field, and that's why we have you here. Uh, and we want to jump right into it. You know, our, our viewers, our listeners of the show. They're typically people who are probably already doing events or are wanting to add events to their business, and they want to avoid making those kind of costly mistakes that many people who've gone before them have. And maybe we can kind of talk through your thinking process from before, during, and after an event. So before an event, what do you what do you think about when you're going to put an event on the calendar and you're like, hey, I got I to gotta get people to this event? What's your, I know, what's your strategy, your thinking process? Well, I think even before I get to that point, um, I, I mean, I think the kind of overarching view or the belief system I have for, for events is that they should be edutainment, right? So entertaining education and, um, you know, something I, that we try and build all the events around is the whole customer experience. So, you know, our belief is that, that people don't really remember um, the content as much as they're going to remember how you made them feel at the event or how they felt at the event. So we really try and, and create a, a, a really big experience. And pretty much every business I've ever had, I've always, I have a foundation of we try and set up three wows. So regardless of what it is, we, we want the, the client to experience, you know, and they can be subtle wows, but even like for, for us, when we're setting up the room, um, and, and that's one of the things that is important to us to make sure that everything is just neat, clean, pristine, set up right, temperatures correct. We've got all the, all the signage, everything is just, it's just perfect. And it looks really, really professional. So people just walk in and they kind of have this, wow, you know, this, this little, you know, either a little wow or a big wow. And then when we get into, into the event, you know, then we can, we can create more of those. Uh, But we always want to have at least three, uh, three wows. And we do that. We teach that with our, our business owners to do that when, you know, when they go out and they're starting their business. And I've done that with with literally every business I've had, and it's kind of just a a, a, a mission that we have, and, and we all follow that. Now, to your, your question about what we do prior to the events, oh man, there there is a lot of stuff that we do prior to the events. So we, um, I think, I think to kind of cut it down. I mean, we've got the marketing side and fill in the events, so we want to make sure that that whole experience goes as seamlessly as possible. Um, one thing that we found is 
to make thing, make your, your team or someone on your team readily available for their clients. So via phone, text, um, live chat if possible, and, and email. Um, I think one of the things that's, that can be super frustrating for clients if they're only, if they can only contact you through email and they have a question and they have to wait a day to get it answered, um, it just creates some, some frustration. Also, when you make a mistake and you will make a mistake, <laughs> there, there'll be technology that fails, there'll be something that happens, someone gets lost or someone makes a mistake. We're really big on um, owning a mistake, you know, admitting that, hey, we were wrong, we're terribly sorry, and then we, oh, we go overboard to make it right um, for the client. And I think that that goes a long way because we want to make sure that whenever, whenever they come to an event that they, they have a really, really good feeling about, about us, about the experience and everything, because they're, you know, oftentimes they're, they're a little concerned. And part of that, like I mentioned, is making sure that all the behind the scenes stuff is, is ready and working at the event. So that's all the, the seating, the signage, the, you know, even the pins, we're really particular about lining the pins up a certain way, fanning them a certain way. And it's all these little, these little tiny one or 2% you know, almost unnoticeable little things that are around, but those all add up. You add up 2% here, 1% here, 2% to, and all of a sudden you have a 20 or 30% swing in, in the experience and then ultimately the, your conversions. So um, we, we're pretty particular about that. Roof height, um, size of the room, temperature, and, um, um, and then also audio. So we want, we want it to be uh, the, the audio for, we want to make sure everyone can hear us well and that we have good quality speakers. So the audio isn't, people aren't straining or, or trying to, to, you know, getting frustrated listening to us. And also when we play music and we play videos, we want the music to be loud enough and, and with enough bass where they can feel it, but not so loud that it's obnoxious and, and people are frustrated. So, um, those are, you know, those are some of the things that we do ahead of time. We also make sure that we have that, that whoever the support team is that's that's going to meet and greet and everyone is going to interact with the customers that everybody's on the same page we have our our systems in place for registration and their whole the whole experience and we just want to make it as you know the, the whole focus is the client make it is just as pleasurable and enjoyable for the client as possible there he goes i'm muting myself that is incredible I, so much attention to detail and i love how you came out and said hey my mindset from from every business that you've started is to have three wows going into the business and, and focusing on the their experience and i can see how that's translated to what you do uh with sky eye and the events you've hosted and creating that wow experience for clients all the way through in that engagement and ultimately the rating fans that joined your programs thank you for giving us kind of that behind the scenes even as far as thinking through like what the room temperature is and how high the ceilings are i mean that's incredible um you know how much <laughs> the science that is <laughs> Yeah, it really is. And, and a lot of it has been, you know, like a trial and error. So what we what we found for our our type of audience is that we do uh, we uh, the higher ceilings are better. People feel less, uh, you know, constricted with higher ceilings um, and also to make sure there's enough room in between a lot of events. They want they use those locking chairs that, you know, have everybody sitting literally, you know, elbow to elbow next to each other. And it's just it's not it's not comfortable and, and you know, and they just don't have as much space. We like to have everyone set up classroom style so they have a table and they can work at because we do lots of exercises and written work um, and then make sure that there are lots of refreshments and snacks and things like that just to make the whole the whole experience just a little bit better. Uh, we also do a Chevron layout because we've got 
you know, we want all the attention basically going to the presenters. So a Chevron layout is basically just kind of a V. So everybody, they, they're not having to, to turn to look at, at anyone. They're just basically looking straight ahead and they're, they're naturally focused right on the, on the stage. Wow, incredible. What a detail, right? Like even the angle that someone is sitting so they don't have to turn their head to see the presenter, <laughs> everything. Everything is a, is a science, right? It's, it's either adding to their experience, the quality of the experience or detracting, <laughs> you know, and you account for it all. It's incredible. And, you know, um, coming back to the kind of the topic of today's show title, we, we stepped over it, but you have such a unique story um, and how you, I know you've had multiple successful businesses in your past, but the one that you're currently running right now, it was a passion of yours. You were a professional drone pilot <laughs> representing the United States, you know, setting two world records. And then you, you grew a business from it. Can you tell us a little bit about that evolution and how you turned your passion into a business and ultimately into a profitable event model that you've done? Yeah, well, I think like like a lot of artists or, or people that have are really, really passionate about a hobby, um, I was with drones. I was super excited about it. I just loved it. And, and it was one of those things I did for fun. And um, and years ago, back in 1993, uh, is when I actually decided to make it a business. And it was a little challenging. It was very challenging. And, um, you know, but with with commitment and sticking with it, you know, I built it into a, a very successful business. And uh, fast forward that 25 years, um, and then that's the drone technology got a lot easier, uh, meaning the drones were easier to fly and operate, and the public awareness was was opening up, and, and the opportunities were getting even bigger. So that's, I had helped several people start their own drone businesses, and it was just kind of like the, the timing was perfect to to uh, take that hobby and just and expand on it. And so I think that as I've, as I've gone through this, I've really realized that there's just whatever you're interested in, I think we've seen this and we've all can touch on it a little bit uh, on the internet, but whatever you're interested in, whether it's if you're into firearms and loading your own ammo, or if you're into, you know, um, botany and you're, you know, and, and, and specifically maybe, um, you know, like, uh, orchids uh, that you can find. There are lots of other people in the world that are also very interested in that. And I think by niching, niching down, and that's exactly kind of what I did is we, it's a super, super specific niche and it was a, a hobby, but there's a lot of people that are, are interested in it. And, um, and so I think, and, th and then anyway, that's where the, I basically built, built the business from there. We, we took a handful of people um, that I had some pretty strict criteria. They couldn't have any drone experience, no photography experience, and no successful entrepreneurial experience, um, meaning they could have never generated a net revenue of over $42,000 a year with any previous business. And if they fit that criteria, we put them into this, um, this beta program. And the goal was to get them from zero to six figures with a drone with no previous experience in 12 months or less. And uh, they all hit the number. And that's when we knew we had a working model. And uh, we've just um, done, as you mentioned, you know, we've done over a hundred events uh, in the last six years, and it's been uh, it's been pretty incredible uh, and, and impacted, you know, thousands of lives. It's just absolutely incredible. So that's the that's the biggest gift for me there. That's beautiful, brother. I love the journey of uh, something that was a passion of yours and how it evolved into a business. And I think the key thing here is, you know, the time frames you gave twenty five years to get to where you were today, right? And then six years of doing events to get to where you're at 100 events, right? So 
and you're still learning. We were just having a conversation before this. There's still things that you're figuring out and learning with your events and your business model, right? It's constant and never ending improvement. <laughs> yeah, it absolutely is. And not only in the, you know, because you're, you're, you're always up leveling um, what you're delivering for your clients. And then there's other outside, um, you know, things that affect you. You've got technology changes. You've got um, new ways to reach people. You have, you know, COVID you know, that happens and, you know, there, there's always, there's always challenges that, that come up. And so it's, how do you, how can you pivot and pivoting? So you're, you're basically benefiting your clients, right? That's what we want to, we always want to focus on. Yeah. And speaking of pivots, you had quite the pivot yourself because you were an in-person event model, COVID happened, no events were happening. And then you made a pivot. Can you maybe just share briefly about that experience you had in making that pivot? Yeah. And that's a, that's a great, you know, a great example of, of how quickly you can pivot. And, and I didn't, um, I, I was, I was very slow to pivot when, when it happened, I thought, oh, this'll, this'll pass. And we just rescheduled some events and rescheduled events. We were doing events about every three weeks, um, three day immersion training events. And we just rolled them over, you know, we rolled them to we reschedule, reschedule, reschedule. Well, all of a sudden we were, we're doing that eight, nine, 10 months later. And, uh, and so it took us, it was almost, almost a year later before we did our first virtual event. And uh, man, I wish we had, I wish we had done it sooner. Um, but, you know, it was just one of those things, right? That just you, you, hindsight's twenty twenty, and, and we all have our own fears and paradigms and things that will, you know, that will, will potentially hold us back. So um, one thing we teach everybody that, you know, that starts a drone business is when someone presents an amazing opportunity to you, just say yes and figure out how to do it, uh, which is actually a, a Richard Branson quote. And I, I didn't do that, <laughs> but we did. We at least listened and we, and we finally did it because the challenge was, and, and what really fueled that was not so much the, the business model, but we're not being able to serve these people that are wanting to be served. And so that was really what was the driving force. So um, I think just as long as you stay in tune with that, then I think things can happen faster. You can overcome your fears. And the, and the reality is you don't know how anything's going to work out until you actually do it. And nine times out of 10, it's much, you know, it's much easier and not near as scary or overwhelming or intimidating once you do something, you know, it's like learning to ride a bike, you know, once you're, you're terrified of it and then you do it and it's not, not that big a deal or learning to drive a stick. And, um, you know, so I think there's, I think that's some of the stuff that is, is super beneficial. Most definitely. I think what our listeners here in listening to the show is a theme of, uh, of mindset and having events, you know, learning how to pivot, learning how to reframe, learning how to keep going when things don't go your way, <laughs> learning how to, you know, shift the meaning of what things mean when people don't stand up and, and take you up on your offer when you make that, that offer. Right. Um, so thank you for just kind of giving us that extra layer of the psychology piece behind everything you're doing. Um, so here we are at the event. But by, by the way, congratulations on your your pivot to the virtual uh, world. I, I know I've had the opportunity to get to play with you on a couple of virtual events. And it's been so fun watching you and your team, uh, the way you do things, creating that incredible experience for the clients and the engagement in such a unique industry with drones, you know, and you guys make it fun <laughs> with the music and and the prizes and everything you do, right? It's, it's an incredible experience. And it's just so beautiful to see so many people stepping into their, 
new business as a professional drone pilot um, coming out of your event. Um, uh, so, so Damien, here you are at the actual event, and you know you've delivered the best experience you possibly can over two, three days, and it comes the op the time, the opportunity to invite people to become members of the Sky Network, join your higher end program. Talk to us a little bit about kind of maybe some what you do to do that, and then maybe a little bit about the psychology behind it as well. So maybe a little of the tactics and a little bit of the the psychology um, on how you do that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so I think it's real important that you you really know your audience and um, and know who your avatar is that's there. Uh, and a perfect example is like I didn't I didn't know who my avatar was starting out. I thought I knew. I thought my avatar was drone pilots. You know, I've been with around these these men and women all my life, and you know these guys would they spend all of their free time and free money <laughs> investing in you know in drones and flying and and perfecting their craft. And so the dream is always, if I could only make money doing this, it would be great. And so I really thought that that was my avatar. And we, we deployed a lot of resources and a lot of effort and energy. And it turns out that they're not my avatar at all. They all have the, you know, I, I can do it attitude, meaning that, you know, if, if it can be done, I can do it type of thing. And it turns out our avatar is actually more biz op seeker and entrepreneurs. Um, so it, again, this is something that's really important to kind of check your ego, put your ego aside, let the marketplace dictate what, you know, who your avatar is, what marketing messages work and what, what uh, mediums work. You know, when you're doing your marketing, we tried, we, we've advertised on, on TV and radio and we've done um, affiliates and all kinds of social media advertising and direct mail, um, you know, guerrilla marketing where we do flyers and door hangers. And, you know, we've done, we, we've done all kinds of things to find out let the marketplace tell us based on our avatar, number one, who, who are they? And then number two, you know, what, what, how do they like to be communicated with and what's the messaging for that? So we, you know, that's a, it's a process um, that we had to go through. So once you have them identified, then it's easier to talk to them and communicate with them. And so that's, you know, I think what we do at the event and then the event follows a, a, a fairly simple format. So, you know, first we, we want to connect with them and help them overcome any any frustrations or any, you know, potential, um, you know, negativity that they have of being there because everybody's a little resistant. This seems they've, they've made an investment, not only financially, but also time to, to come and attend a three-day immersion training. And they all have preset expectations of what they think they'll get out of it. And so it's, we want to exceed those and blow them away. But in the beginning, there's, you know, there is some potential resistance there. So what we do is we really focus heavily on day one on the, the opportunity, all the opportunities that are there um, and, and helping them to start a, a very mild visualization process of, of them visualizing what it would be like if they were doing this, kind of putting their, their, their you know, themselves in the future. Um, and we do that with uh, a lot of videos. We do that with testimonials. We do that with, with content, with uh, market research studies, um, stats, numbers, figures, all that stuff. Um, and, and we do it all very lighthearted. We also do, a, we try and really pay attention to the energy in a room. Um, the great thing about having a live event, um, and especially in, in person is even easier to feel the energy in a room and detect if you need to take a break a little sooner or go a little bit longer. 
and we've developed and and set the you know the the flow of the the event over the years we're constantly changing it i don't think we've ever had two events that were the same um but the main flow stays the same so we go through that of the basically very light really exciting all the opportunity and everything that's possible um and then day two we get into more of the 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 meat and potatoes of what it's going to take um and this can be a little overwhelming for some people because there's anything you do there's a lot of stuff that has to be done um and so we start breaking down because we want to really fill them up and make sure that they understand um if they don't if they don't end up um joining our network and they do it on their own we want to make sure that they feel like they've got more than enough value to go out and do it um and then then we offer the 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 invitation to join the network and then over and then we we go into more detail about now implementing and integration and and um how you can take all this and you know where the rubber meets the road so to speak on on day three and uh the whole time we you know, lots of high energy, like you mentioned, and uh, we, we control a lot of that with, with music and some really well done high production uh, videos. And at the in-person events, we actually take people out and, and have them fly and teach them how to fly drones and do some, do some fun stuff. So it's a great uh, physiology interrupt um, for them. So that really, really helps out. Oh, super cool. I want to come to your person event and fly drones. <laughs> Very cool. So, yeah, so you, I can see how you think through the whole thing, the whole press, the whole process from day one to day three, um, you showing them what's possible, showing them exactly what the kind of work that it would take and then showing them how you can help them do that so they don't have to do it themselves. Right. And, and, and in essence, you're, you're kind of creating a problem, but then presenting a solution um, so that they have a clear path on how to get there. Awesome. And thank you for breaking down all, all of that. Um, Beautiful, man. You've you've really laid down some uh, some gems here on, on today's show, like really clear, specific things. And I can tell that you've uh, you've got it down to a science, um, which is which is awesome. Uh, so let's go into our lightning round right now of a few extra kind of bonus questions that are, you know, kind of off the cuff, 30 seconds or less type responses. Um, I might have a challenge with the 30 seconds or less, but I'll do my best. <laughs> but just kind of whatever comes to mind, you know, just kind of just whatever comes to you. So um, what would you say are like just like three common mistakes that maybe you've made in the past and you learn from that people oftentimes make when they uh, when they're doing an event? What do you say are like three of the most common mistakes that you've experienced? Well, I think, uh, you know, I think number one, people I've seen a lot of people, they get too too wound up and too ups, uh, uptight and they're they're basically too attached to the outcome so i think one of the things is to just kind of try and have fun because if you're having fun um, you're going to be able to connect with your audience and they're going to have fun so we always try and over deliver but if, if stuff doesn't go right you have to be able to go with it and remember they're going to feed off of your energy whether it's a virtual event or or uh, an in-person event and we've had all kinds of disasters. We were in Florida doing an event and there was a hurricane that came through and the doors burst open and all this crap flew in and tables blew over and stuff. And, you know, and, and so everybody's looking to you on how, you know, do I need to freak out? Do we need, what needs to happen? And, and so I, I think it's really important to just, whether it's a natural disaster like that, or if it's, you know, your, your a power issue, a keynote or, or something else goes on. Um, 
to just not get too attached to the outcome and just focus more on the experience for them. Because um, in spite of whatever happens, if the AC goes out or whatever else, just be creative. Think about them. I always try and put myself in their shoes. If I were in the audience and if something came up, what would what would it take for me to feel really good about it? So a little longer than 30 seconds, but that's basically it. <laughs> that's perfect. Oh, man, that, right? And you asked for three. That was just that was really just. Well, yeah. Yeah. What, what else you got? <laughs> so so um, the other thing is that I, I think is it's super important to measure everything. And I didn't do this initially. And we, you know, and we, we did it pretty quickly after the first, first couple of events, we just started tracking and measuring every little thing because you know what, you can't, you can't manage what you don't measure. And, and, you know, that's how we come up with all the, even the, the colors of the pens and the size of the books and all, you know, we played around with a lot of different things and we'd see what would, what would work better, you know, for awards and, and prizes and you know everything that we've done and so I think it's just if you get in the habit of of just measuring everything that you can and you don't have to do everything and don't stress out about it but but measure as much as you can um, and then what as you're measuring that then you can start adding more metrics and start measuring measuring more stuff so I think that that's you know super super helpful um, and then I think the the other thing that is super valuable is, is and I, I know most people do this, but getting feedback from your clients and, and really get their experience, what they have. We, we kind of incentivize people to give us feedback, video feedback at the events. And the great thing about it is we, we can find out ways we can improve. And oftentimes we can do it right then and there. If somebody is having an issue or something isn't, you know, they'd like it to be even better, we can often pivot right there and make that experience happen for them. Um, but the, the side benefit of that is you end up with, in our case, you know, thousands and thousands of videos, testimonials um, that are, you know, 99% of them are just raving fans, which is, which is fantastic. So um, as, as inconvenient as that might be for some people to do testimonials or to get, you know, get feedback, video feedback and do it at the event. Even if you just have somebody just get their, get their cell phone and just have them sit there and, and just get get a video, a little video testimonial or video feedback, whatever you're more comfortable with. Um, I think that that is something that has been really instrumental and not only for us internally, but also um, for the marketing and advertising. I love it, man. Those three valuable things. Uh, use your environment, whatever happens, use it to, to your benefit. Even the doors fly open when the hurricanes come through. <laughs> um, you mentioned uh, get feedback, right? Both uh, what's going on in the event, also the, the testimonials and uh, measure stuff, right? Look, it's measure, it gets managed. Those are super valuable tips. Uh, gold, that's that's the best, you know, the whole podcast can be those three things and it'd be super valuable. <laughs> um, okay, great. What would you say is a good book or resource that you might recommend to someone who wants to host a profitable uh, event? Oh, man. Well, I'm not a, I'm not a, voracious reader but um two books that have really helped guide me um and been instrumental to me are the e-myth by michael gerber um and we have a lot of we do an advanced uh, leadership training every year and we we basically unpack that and and go through that i think that's just super beneficial i know a lot of people think it's there's some especially if you're a more seasoned entrepreneur then a lot of it is fairly basic but man there's just 
you know, that's the basics, you know, that's the fundamentals. That's where it all, the foundation is laid from. Um, and then also another one that I'm, I'm uh, a big fan of, and I, I go through and I read this, this book over and over again. I've probably read it over 90 times. Um, and it's, it's a small little book. It's called As a Man Thinketh uh, by James Allen. And um, it, it, now it, it was written uh, early 1900s. I think it was around 1903 or 04 or something like that. But it's um, so the, the languaging is a little different <laughs> than, than what we're currently using. But it's, uh, it's been, been very powerful and instrumental um, in, in being able to connect with, with the audience and, uh, and, and also the business. So those, those would be my top two amazing resources. One of my earliest mentors in life, um, the first book he recommended to me was The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. And he had me read it over and over again until I basically could uh, re recite it. <laughs> and to this day, I'm always re referred to it and go back to it, you know. So actually, I'm due for another reread on that. So I'll join your book club next time you read it. <laughs> awesome. All right. <laughs> cool, man. Um, beautiful. So David, what you know, if, if listeners want to learn more about you or about the Sky Eye Network, what's the like? What's the number one way they can get a hold of you or learn more about what you do? Um, well, you could check out our live events uh, at dronecommandlive.com, um, or you know, if you if anyone wanted to reach out to us, they can reach us at uh, team at the droneboss.com. Those two those two ways are are probably the the best way to to get in touch with us and see what we're up to. Or we'll be sure to include that in our show notes as well. So people know where to go to, to learn more about you guys. And uh, so a couple more questions is more on the personal side. Um, for you, Damien, what would you say is like the next summit that you want to climb? Like the next kind of goal that you're aiming for? Well, I think uh, so to, to reach more people. So that's we're actually expanding this year and we're, we're developing um, kind of listening to our to our clients and um, what what they what they'd like to have more of and so we're we're coming up with just that so we're we're coming out with a new four-day uh immersion program and then that comes with 12 months of uh basically white glove coaching um that's going to be with it so we can help help people get even more successful and faster than what they're currently doing and uh we're also uh, in, in our world the other thing is is getting clients and customer acquisition for our clients so we built, the great thing is, is this network has been built up. So it's, it's the largest network of professional drone entrepreneurs in the world. And so it gives us a unique ability to fulfill um, the needs of some of the larger companies and, and government contracts that, that no one else can. So it, we, we're in the process of building that out so we can, we can help, help businesses integrate with drones um, help save lives. You know, it's it's a tragedy just how many lives are lost doing routine inspections that a drone can do um, easily. Um, and and to know that we have the technology, the means, and the um, to save human lives, and we're not doing it yet, is just it's 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 a travesty. So so we're really pushing forward to to make that happen sooner rather than later. Um, and and of course, reaching more people to help them help help them reach their dreams um, to keep it uh, as a well-balanced growth for them. You know, we don't want, we want, we want all the wheels of their, of their life to, you know, to be fulfilling, rewarding and, and uh, satisfying. 
Definitely. I remember that statistic when you, I was, I was in your event launching and then you share that statistic about how many people die um, from accidents that could have been averted if a drone was used. And for me, that was a big wow factor. I was like, wow, like I can see how you literally are, can save lives uh, as a drone pilot and a drone entrepreneur. And it's a massive, massive market and a huge wave that you've positioned yourself in front of and, and your network has. Really cool. <laughs> Thanks for sharing, man. And kind of last question here, just you personally, Damon, when it's all said and done, uh, what legacy do you want to leave? What do you want to be remembered for? Wow. Um, well, the, I think that I think the network, I mean, I, I uh, helping people to a lot of our business owners um, or our network members that have started businesses, they've, they've forgotten how to dream. They've, they've, I won't say they've given up on life, but they've given up on their dreams. And so just being able to reignite that and help them fulfill and reach their dreams or help them exceed what they thought was possible. Um, that's really what we're, what we're pushing um, and helping them grow and, and to do. And it's funny, you know, one of the things that was super frustrating for me when we first started was whatever people currently made in their salary, you know, if they, if they made $60,000 a year or $150,000 or $400,000 a year, they would get their, you know, we've got a really good paint by number system and they would build up their business pretty rapidly. And then they would quickly get to that number, 60, 80, 120, 400, whatever that number was. And then they would just stop. And there was just this, this, invisible wall that they would hit and they would and and it was just really understanding that psychology and helping them to overcome that so um so they could get beyond that and and not just for the financial gains but man when when you help somebody break through that ceiling and they get they get to a new level the confidence and the relationships the friendships their family i mean it's the i've got tear jerking stories from from you know, our clients have just how their lives have radically turned around and changed. And we've got kids that are 16 years old starting their drone business. And we have, you know, 83 year old retired pilots that are starting drone businesses. And, you know, the, the 83 year olds, I mean, we've got them to where, you know, some of these, these, these people have just kind of given up. They're just waiting to die. And now they have purpose and they wake up and they're more energized and they say they're the happiest they've ever been in their life. So I think that is keeping that, um, that energy and that moving forward, keeping the network um, growing and going and helping people. That's what I would really love is my legacy, be able to help people realize their dreams. That's beautiful, brother. Uh, I love how you, uh, you inspire others to pursue their, beyond their dreams, beyond their goals, find that purpose, even late in life. Um, yeah, I think they say without a vision, people perish, right? And it sounds like you've really been able to uh, help reignite the vision for many, many, many uh, entrepreneurs through the Sky Network. So congratulations on what you've done so far. And I look forward to seeing the uh, the legacy uh, as it continues to grow and impact many people. So uh, thank you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as we're coming to a wrap on our show, uh, for our audience who's been listening to this point, if you've had found value from today's episode, uh, I encourage you one, subscribe if you haven't subscribed already. Uh, you know, like it if you're seeing this on social media, as well as share it with someone who you think this message would make a difference for. 
Um, you know, this is more than just running profitable events. This, this really is about making the shifts that we need to make internally inside of each and every one of us so that we can become the better version of ourselves and ultimately impact more lives. So, Damon, thank you again for being a wonderful guest on our show, and uh, we appreciate you having on today. Uh, with that being said, uh, we'll go ahead and call it a wrap. Thank you for listening to the High Profit Event Show. If you are a seminar leader or thought leader or event service provider who has led or supported profitable, successful events to over 100 people and you've been effective at enrollment into your high-end coaching, education, mastermind tech programs, we're looking for guests. Love to have you on the show. You can go to our website, virtualeventsalesteam.com, click on the podcast tab and submit an application to be on our show. Also, if you found the show to be valuable, share it with someone who you think might benefit from it. Take a moment, please leave a review and also subscribe if you haven't already. And lastly, if you have an upcoming uh, event, whether it be virtual or in person, and you'd like to have a conversation about how to fill your coaching, education, mastermind programs fast using events, you're welcome to book a complimentary 15 minute uh, consult with either myself or a member of my team on our website virtualeventsalesteam.com. Again, this is Rudy Rodriguez and congratulations on investing the time to listen to this episode. I hope it's been valuable. Have a great day.